Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hey everyone, I hope you are all doing great. In today's podcast, I would like to discuss about canine guidance. It's going to be a very short and sweet podcast um, as my usually podcasts are around 20 minutes long uh, but this is going to be even shorter because this is a very well debated topic and I'm sure you are all aware of it but if you are doing full master construction if I'm doing full master construction podcast and I'm not discussing about canine guidance then I think it's, a, it's, it's not right so I thought I would include this uh, as a completion so with regards to canine guidance I always get asked, do you really need to get the canine guidance for full mouth reconstruction? So first of all, let's start with why canine. Well, canine has very favorable crown and root ratios. It's got long roots and, and a crown, plus the surface of the crown, palatal surface of the canine is very suitable for providing nice guidance because it follows the path really well. Canine, because it's got long roots, it's got big more, more papilla ligaments, so more propri proprioceptions. They do last also longest uh, out of most of the teeth. And they're mechanically favorable position. So they are quite in an interior area where the muscle cannot apply that much pressure. As we, we know that as soon as we start going away from the TMJ and the masseter muscles, the, the force the muscle can apply goes less and less. And that's why our lateral excursion always happens in anterior part of the mouth. We don't want our molars or let's say second molar to contribute to a lateral excursion because we know that if the second molar has a lateral excursion, then it's going to have a lot of pressure, a lot of force, which is oblique force, which our molars are not really designed to take. Our molars are designed to take vertical loads. And that's where the anterior teeth are really, really helpful. And this, these are the reasons why canine is preferable is in the preferable side however one of my main reason i use or i love canine guidance is because it's easy it's a single tooth it's easy to achieve uh, it's easy to really you can do canine rises if you want to do very easy to do so it's very easy to achieve canine guidance however Let's look at the scenarios where canine guidance is not possible. And I'm not just canine guidance or nothing kind of guy. So you, I always keep open mind. If, let's say, if you come up with a situation where there is a class one occlusion with extreme overjet, canines are not really in contact and there is no, no much how much, no matter how much you can build the canine, you will never be able to get them into contact without orthodontic treatment. So in those cases, and if the orthodontic treatment is not possible, then you need to go with a groove function. Ideally, the most anterior tooth you can find. So usually first premolar and the second premolar. The cases where there's a class 3 occlusion, where there's a crossbite, where canine is not really easy to use. Some of the end-to-end -end bites where you can't really get the guidance, in that those cases, either you do ortho, or sometime if you relax patient and restore in CR, then patient's jaw go further back and you can get into class one type situation. But if you can't get that, then you will just have to raise OVD and just give patient almost groove function 
almost balanced occlusion, really, um, or unilateral balanced occlusion. Having said that, even in unilateral balanced occlusion, we try we we don't include second molar. If you're including first molar, then it's going to be at least the uh, at the maximum mesial cusp of the first molar. But try not to uh, avoid using molars for your guidance. As I said, as we discuss anterior open bites, or many times if the canine is really weak, so if the canine is implant or canine is post and core restoration or canine's heavily restored tooth, then maybe you don't want to use just canine as a as a guide, and because of that, you may want to use a group function. Now, many times when we do composite reconstruction and we build canine up, there's definitely a place where we can argue that composite is going to wear down at some point and patient will end up in groove function. And for that, you need to prepare, be ready and be prepared for it. So if the canine wears down, you need to do wax up in certain way that your premolars will pick up guidance, not your molars. And that's why whenever you do full mouth reconstruction and when you are doing review, you always need to check patient's occlusion every on a yearly basis because they do change and when when it changes you need to really make a decision are you going to put a fresh composite uh, on canine to create that steeper guidance or are you going if there is if there is an interference working side or non-working side are you going to remove that interference or what are you going to do so there are three main reasons i prefer to use canine guidance whenever i can as I said, one of them is it's easy life. You know, it's easy to do canine guidance. And remember that you can increase the steepness of the canine guidance without re reorganizing by building the palatal ramp. So you can do canine rises. You're not reorganizing. You're still using normal conformative dentistry, but you can still change canine guidance by just building canine rises. And you can distribute the guidance if canine is compromised, that is a large restoration implant post and core crown. So if there is large restoration or implant, just prepare to do groove function. There's nothing wrong with groove function. As I said, the main reason I use canine guidance is because it's easy to do. Whatever you can do to make your life easy is good. So I hope you enjoyed this short podcast and I will see you in the next podcast. Have a lovely day.